He's Christian. He's Jimmer. This is two PTs and a bag of chips. That's right. A big bag of chips. Today, we're going to be covering SI joint dysfunction. Ooh, that's a controversial topic. And we're going to review Tim's Hawaiian ginger wasabi compliments of Steve Kofsoto. Well, why'd you say Steve's? You said Tim's. Well, that's the brand name. The brand is Tim's. No, it's Hawaiian. No, it's Tim's. Okay. That doesn't make any sense. You're right. It doesn't make... They're special. Yeah. Okay. Looking forward to it. Definitely. SI joint dysfunction. What's your take on that, Christian? Well, the SI joint is a pseudo joint. It's kind of misnamed, isn't it? It's very misnamed. It's, uh, it's, it's where several bones come together. Yeah, but it's, it's not like every other joint in the body, which is a nice, smooth, congruent service that is designed for movement. That's true. The SI joint was designed for a lot of things. Movement ain't one of them. No, because the articular surfaces, if you even want to call it that, are basically coarse and it's got ridges and depressions. and They're almost like two interlocking ridges. Yeah. Which I mean, is, if you were designing that for movement, you would do a not so good. bad job. Not a good job. I almost said a bad word. The best way to think of it is kind of take your knuckles and stick them together. Yes. That's kind of what it looks like. Yep. Which which would provide a ton of stability. Yes. Right? That's yeah. what we're looking for. Not for mobility, but stability. That's right. Uh, the joint itself has uh, about a total of three degrees or less of translation, which accounts to about two millimeters or less of movement. That's not a lot. That's not a lot. No. If, if you know millimeters. Yes. That is uh, less than a 32nd of an inch. Yeah. It's like, um, it's like your average pencil width. If you're right with a pencil, the width of the... Yeah, so not, not too, too much movement at all going on there at all. Which, which is okay because that's not what the joint was designed for. And unfortunately, this is a... That's why I said this is kind of a, a, a tricky topic. Uh, there's quite a bit of discourse between various professions about whether or not this is a moving joint, if we can adjust it, if we can manipulate it. Um, it's, it's a tough topic. It's a tough topic. If you look at just the anatomy, you would say that's probably not designed for movement. Can it move? Two millimeters? Not yeah. I mean, it, it'll move more in, in, a, in a woman who's about to give birth. So there are times when the uh, very strong sacro tuberous ligament and the other ligaments around the SI joint that kind of clamp it together, relax, and that could cause excessive movement in case of trauma or in case of um, labor. That would work. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's hormonally derived in that stage. So that's a, not, yeah. not very typical. The only instances of, of SI joint movement that I have occurred um, in the clinic was with the, this young lady who fell off a horse and her leg got stuck in the stirrup. I saw one football player who got fallen on by the offensive lineman or defensive lineman playing opposite of him with his leg kind of up in the air and it got driven down kind of into his hip socket. Yeah. And that was, I mean, hard to say again if it was exactly SI. I mean, the pain is often kind of in that area and, and there was certainly bruising and discomfort and that was as close as I'd say I got to a, an SI joint 
true SI joint. Dysfunction, yeah. yeah. It's, and, and you just hit the nail on the head, right? It's an area that is very sensitive and where a lot of pain referral takes place. So it's easy to say, you know, my pain is going to ride along the PSI as radiating into my joint. It's SI joint dysfunction. I think we need to be very careful calling something a dysfunction if it's, if it's not really stuck or if it's not really a mobility problem. Yeah, I mean, the interesting thing from an anatomy perspective as well is that it does have highline cartilage, which is what you see on kind of the end of long bones, and it also has fibrocartilage in there. And so that makes it very unique because typically you don't see fibrocartilage and highline cartilage at a, at a joint. So mm -hmm. it's No, some of, some of the theories behind that are that it's, it's allowing to, um, to transfer compressive forces. So if you have a little bit of give in the joint instead of having an extremely rigid joint. So again, it's not necessarily designed for movement, but it's designed for transferring forces. Almost like a crumple zone in a car? Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's, and if you look at the shape of it, the wedge shape, it's, it's ideally designed for stability. Um, it, it transfers and controls the transfer of forces from a leg into the spine and vice versa. I mean, it almost looks like the keystone in a Roman arch. Yep. I mean, it's it's very much similar to that in design. Yeah, so it's, it's wedge shape lends itself really well for stability. Yeah. Um, and, and because we can't have a stuck joint or a non-moving joint in that area, there, there has to be some give. But I think give is probably a better, better qualification than movement. Yeah, I mean, right? Two millimeters of movement, uh, you know, potentially, you know, three total degrees of, of rotation or translation. Nutation, maybe. whatever you want to call yeah, whatever, it, right? whatever we're calling it. Uh, I mean, it's certainly an area where you have a lot of structures crossing that plane. As we mentioned, the sacral tuber's ligament is, is one of them. But... Glute max is right there. Your biceps femoris, which is one of your hamstrings, is right there. Your piriformis is right there. And these muscles all connect very, very closely to it. Uh, the piriformis has about six friends that sit right next to it that don't get named quite as often. And those can be uh, also muscles that can be very, that can be injured. And that can result in issues at the, at the SI joint location. Uh, you also have innervation from... Uh, multiple levels, I mean, L5 to S4, depending on, on the person. If you have any kind of issue, uh, you know, with a nerve root, you can have certainly uh, pain referral to that location. And I think, so... I think we see that quite a bit with, uh, with L4 and L5 nerve root irritability, where you have excessive piriformis activity, and that can result in localized pain and tenderness. You know, the old quote, sciatica, unquote, can cause referred pain in the, in the buttocks and in the SI region. So it's definitely an area that is irritated quite often. Mm -hmm. um, but to say that it's stuck and needs to be mobilized, again, that's a contentious point. Personally, I don't think that it happens or needs to happen nearly as often as it does. And I, I think a lot of the times that you'll see, you know, an elevated you know, SI joint when you're testing it or, or one that doesn't move correctly is because you get all these muscles crossing and those muscles are 
you, you know, in spasm or, or doing something that's preventing the, the typical movement in that area. And we just like to mark it at the bony prominence because it's, it's, it's easier to some well, extent. What you have to remember about bony prominence is, um, one, they're never symmetrical, right? Bone is a growing tissue, and so you have, based on the amount of stress on it, the, 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 the bony configuration can change. So to compare the elevation of right and left PSIS or ILA, the inferior lateral angle of the sacrum, and say one is more prominent than the other, therefore it has to be rotated, is not necessarily true. It could be just that the right one is bigger than the left one or is more elevated than the left one. So that doesn't necessarily indicate a rotation or a dysfunction. So you have to be careful using those bony landmarks. The other thing you have to remember is you're palpating through a fair amount of tissue. So if you're having hypertonicity in the glute max, which is a quite substantial amount of muscle mass, that may indicate that there is more of a rotation than you think there is. It's just muscle activity. Certainly. Um, other bony changes there are, you know, leg length discrepancies, true and, and, and as well as functional, can result in, you know, odd findings with kind of the typical approach to assessment. And so... Yes, it, it definitely warrants a little bit more further investigation when you, uh, when you identify an SI joint dysfunction. Keep into account what the lumbar spine is doing, keep into account what the hip joint is doing, what is the leg doing. The... the, the a famous manual therapist, Mr. James Meadows, once said, the SI joint just does what you tell it to do. It doesn't think on its own. So there's usually something else that causes pelvic rotation, which may make it appear that there's an SI joint dysfunction. But the problem is usually higher or lower. It's usually in the lumbar spine or it could be in the, in the lower extremities. So it warrants further investigation. Um, don't just pinpoint the SI joint and start treating it. That would be my humble opinion. I think I'm on the same page, obviously, here. So I think that gives you a, an idea of why the SI joint is such a debated area. Yes. Yep. And there's, there's quite, like I said, there's quite a bit of contention, and that's perfectly okay. Everybody is entitled to their opinion. And, and if you feel strongly that you need to correct the SI joint dysfunction and you have positive results, more power to you, right? That, you know, if you're doing muscle energy techniques on an SI joint and the pain goes away, you know, who cares if you believe that the SI joint is moving or if the muscle energy just relaxed the piriformis, that's, that's irrelevant if you're having success. But you have to be cautious if you're constantly being treated for an SI joint dysfunction and your pain returns. There's clearly something that somebody's missing. So, trivia. Whoa, good one. Last week's trivia, the Trojan War was fought between the Greeks and the Trojans. What modern-day country would this have taken place in? It's one of Christian's favorite trivia questions. It's a good one. We had uh, several correct answers this week. We did, yes. Marianne came in and Marianne. just boom. She, but that's her area of expertise. Je Jennifer and uh, actually my uh, younger brother, Nickel. Way to go, Nickel. Came in with the, the right answer, Plus. which is Turkey. Turkey is the answer. Yeah, not the animal, the country. The, the, the country. The, the country, country Turkey. Is, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Because the Trojans were into horses, not turkeys. That's correct. Yeah. Maybe they were into turkeys, too. Well, they were in Turkey. I don't think they were into turkeys. Interesting point. I don't think there were turkeys in Turkey. No? No, I don't think that's a European we'll to, bird. We'll have to look that up. Probably yeah. not. Who knows? This week's question is a potato chip-related question. That's right. The potato chip is an American invention. 
What city is known as the birthplace of the potato chip? This is a good one. Yeah. I fired an absolute blank on that. Had no idea. No clue. I'll even help you out by telling you that it is in New York State. Yeah, so it's not Chicago. That is correct. Yeah. Or Philadelphia. Or Philadelphia. <laughs> or Pittsburgh. Which is also not in New York. Also not in New York. Chip time. Is it chip time? It is, it is now chip time. So we've got our Hawaiian ginger wasabi special batch number 10. I like it. This came in at a uh, chip to air ratio of 50%. It's ginger wasabi. It's pretty solid. Should I try it? I get to go first this time. Okay, you go first. I got the wrinkled up one. You love the wrinkled one. That's a crunchy chip. I'm trying to... I'm getting wasabi. I'm trying to taste. I'm ginger. I'm not, I'm not really... Huh. I'm not really getting anything. I'm not getting anything? Maybe I shouldn't have that chocolate earlier. Maybe that was the chocolate's fault. No, there's more on this chip. I'm not getting any ginger. No? You getting ginger? Yeah. Getting ginger. Maybe I'm desensitized to ginger. Maybe. Do you guys have, like, ginger jelly at home? Yeah, we eat it a lot. Yeah. I'm getting wasabi, which is good. Wasabi's good. Got a little spice to it. Yep. They're good crunchy chips. This one has a lot of green dots. Do you think that's uh, wasabi? That's probably, that's probably the wasabi. They don't really smell like ginger. No. And that's not a bad thing. Yeah. I like them. I like them too. Who do we get these from? These are from Steve. Oh, Steve. Yeah. That's right. They were named after Tim. Yeah. Where does it say Tim on that? I think it's on the bag somewhere. I think you made it up. I might have made it up. It's a special batch. Yeah. Just made for us. I'm, I, I like them a lot. Yeah. Oh, it does say Tim's Cascade Snacks. I apologize, Tim. Yep. You are mentioned. You're for I, I, I like them as much as I like last week's chips. Are you, so you're going two thumbs? I'm definitely going two thumbs. I'm, yeah, a, I'm also going to go two thumbs on this one. It's um, I like it. It's crispy and crunchy and gluten-free. Like that's it's, hard it's to It's aromatic do. With, with a bite, you know? <laughs> yes, it is aromatic with a bite. Yep. Nicely said. It's on the bag. I just Shh. I just read it off the bag. I was going to give you some, well, some props you there. Should, you shouldn't give me any credit. Hey, before we sign off today, we have a little uh, test for you guys. Uh, I'm totally surprising Christian with this. Uh-huh. So we've been arguing for several weeks now about whether or not we need a jingle or if we need an intro tune. So since you guys are overwhelming us with feedback... We'd love to get some feedback if we need a jingle. And I could ask Christian to do his jingle, but maybe we shouldn't. Or an intro tune. So feast on that. Instead of doing the, or in addition to doing the, he's Christian, he's Jimmer bit. Mm -hmm. We could do like a little intro tune. Or we could do a jingle, which doesn't sound nearly as cool. But I'm not biased. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Gotcha. So let us know. You know the usual, uh, well, Christian's going to go through the usual spiel of where to reach us. Yeah, well, thank you for listening today. Next week, we're going to actually be interviewing uh, Mary Carey. She's a local triathlon endurance coach, swim coach. She extraordinaire, rocks. She's a beast. Ultra marathon completer. Yeah. And so we're going to be discussing basically training and triathlons and endurance. and The do's and don'ts. And probably some chocolate cake because she's also an excellent baker. So. Yeah. Do you think she listens? Maybe. She does. Maybe Hi, Mary. she brings some bring some chocolate cake. We love cake. Six six foot tall cake was really good. That, that one was time. a big cake. Chip wise, Mary is going to be bringing in a special delivery. 
Oh, so it's a surprise. It's a bit of a surprise. Oh, I like that. So we're not really sure. Uh, we do have a backup plan in case that doesn't work out, but... Ah, yeah. she, she's, we have a cupboard full of chips, by the way. Yeah. Thank you to those Thanks who to brought us chips, and um, we haven't gotten to them yet. We haven't forgotten, and uh, please keep them coming. And then a little bit of additional news. Rebound Therapy has uh, joined Team Grover in the Fight for Air Climb, which is happening March 3rd at Republic Plaza uh, in downtown Denver. This is a uh, fundraiser that will benefit the American Lung Association, uh, research helping individuals struggling with, with lung diseases, etc. I will be posting a link all over the place for the next month and a half or so in preparation. Yeah, so please, if you can't join, please donate. It's an amazing cause. All the money goes directly to Team Grover, which is led by Stephanie Grover. And you can find more information about her on Facebook. And there's a link at the um, American Lung Association website as well, I believe, where you can find each individual team and donate money that way. But, but please, please donate to an amazing cause, and uh, we'll do the climbing for you, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be painful. So that stuff is going to be on our uh, webpage, like I said, reboundclinic.com. And then uh, we'll mention again next week. Let's do it. I'm, uh, I'm Christian. He's Jimmer. Thanks for listening.